You're listening to the Reconditioned Podcast, and today I speak with top homeopath M. Colley on how and why homeopathy works and how you can empower yourself with ways to treat your family's health concerns naturally. So keep listening. Your personality creates your personal reality. Authentic power is when your personality comes to serve The body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Recondition Podcast, where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans. I'm Lauren Vacneen, leading wellness and transformation coach. And following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true long-lasting well-being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. Before we get stuck into the uninterrupted episode, I wanted to let you know why I am such a huge fan of the company supporting this season of Recondition, the Indu Clinic in Harley Street, who specialize in biological dentistry. Now you might recall me speaking about my journey with biological dentistry, both here on the podcast and over on my Instagram, and all of it was conducted over at Indu. So those of you who have been here for a while will remember that I was suffering from trigeminal neuralgia, which is otherwise known as the suicide disease, and it really was that bad. And three dentists over 18 months had told me it was nothing to do with my teeth. But after a colleague told me about biological dentistry, and I'd been reading numerous books on the subject, and I watched the film Root Cause, which I highly recommend you all watching, I found the Endo Clinic, and they absolutely ticked every box I was told to look for. And I really was told to tick off these boxes to ensure that they were genuinely taking a biological approach to dentistry. So that's everything from safe mercury removal protocols to ceramic inlays and ceramic implants and a general health optimization approach. They use absolutely no metal at all. They work on the basis that our immune function is lowered during dental procedures, which is just something that you don't get at all with conventional dentistry. The possible connection between my health concern and dentistry was found in the first consultation. Again, something that all these other dentists and facial pain specialists at honestly some of London's top hospitals were not able to see. Because what they know is that previous dental treatments can lead to jaw cavitations, something that only those who are trained in biological dentistry know how to look out for. Now during my procedure I was given IV vitamin infusions, ozone therapy and this state-of-the-art plasma PRF treatment which was all to ensure that we were giving the body the very best chance to heal. And there's also a whole pre-treatment protocol as well. Anyone who listens to this podcast will know how much my life's journey has been about health optimization, so this was just revelatory to me. And the trigeminal neuralgia went away the very next 
day. And it's not just facial problems. We now know that up to 70% of chronic health conditions can be as a result of conventional dentistry treatments and misconceptions surrounding oral care. I honestly recommend this clinic to everyone I know. And if you are experiencing any dental, facial or chronic health problems, or you just want your teeth looked after by a team who truly understand the long-term way to keep teeth and gums healthy, go to nduclinic.com. The clinic are offering a 10% discount off your initial consultation for anyone who mentions coming through Lauren. And this will include dental exam, x-rays, 3D scans, and even your first hygienist appointment. So that is nduclinic.com. Thank you to Endu. Welcome back everyone, back after the summer. How was your summer? I hope you all had a great time. Beginning of September is just always kind of coming down off the summer, but also just a really lovely time to reflect on kind of what, what intentions we're setting for kind of the coming months leading into the autumn and winter winding down. So I'm not going to do a very long intro today. I interviewed M. Colley, who is an amazing homeopath who I've been hearing about for a long time. I was a trustee for seven years with the, uh, they were the British Homeopathic Association, they're now called Homeopathy UK, and the work I've done with the Royal London Hospital for Integrated Medicine. And M's name was always a name I heard around there. And um, I just always thought, oh, well, I need to speak to her. And we did do an episode a while back with Manny Norland, who is the principal of the School of Homeopathy about homeopathy. But I wanted to do epi an episode that was more focused on how we actually use it practically within the home and with our families, what sort of conditions homeopathy can treat, and just make it really kind of a lot more relatable to those of you listening who have heard of homeopathy, might not have implemented it yet, might not have a kit at home, but are interested in knowing more about how it can help you. And I keep a kit, I, I mean, I've got loads of kits, but for me, homeopathy is kind of the first port of call if anyone in the family is unwell with anything from upset stomach to sunburn to headaches to shock to pretty much anything. So I am, as well as the bigger things, you know, when my son had chicken pot, and kind of all stuff like that. So I am a huge fan of homeopathy. It was a massive, massive part of my own remission and my own healing journey from arthritis. As I always say, I don't believe anything in isolation works. So, you know, I did that obviously alongside shifting my mindset and nutrition was a massive part and lots of other things. But essentially homeopathy treats the person, not the disease, and it treats from the root cause. And that's why I love it so much. It's just using nature to kick your body into gear to kind of heal whatever the ailment is from the root cause. So in this episode we speak about everything from how to implement homeopathy, homeopathy for ch children, homeopathy for animals, the kind of conditions that it can successfully treat and how and why it works and that was an interesting conversation. So I'm not going to talk too long here today because no further introduction is needed. It's a lovely episode. Em has such a gorgeous energy and I really really enjoyed recording with her so I hope you will enjoy listening as much as I enjoy recording as usual feel free to leave me a comment about the episode over on instagram or on my facebook group um all the details are obviously in the show notes as usual and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or follow and if you've got time it takes a whole 60 seconds leave a review because that really helps for other people to be able to find us if people are searching for health or personal growth podcasts and the more reviews we have the more people looking in that category will be able to find us so thank you so much for being here so much gratitude coming your way and here is our episode on homeopathy with M. Colley. 
Karen Colley is a homeopath lecturer and supervisor for practitioners and students, initially training in psychology and neuroscience. She has a clinic in North Yorkshire and teaches in two homeopathy colleges, as well as online. Em has been involved in positively promoting homeopathy in the UK and internationally, working with seven different organisations since 2013, and has empowered many others to successfully use online platforms to help share insights into the brilliance of homeopathy. She's recently trained in laughter yoga and has been enjoying offering free laughter sessions online since January. So welcome, Em. Thanks, Lauren. I think I want you to, to come everywhere and introduce me. That was beautifully. <laughs> Fun, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you can just take a little recording of me saying, I'm here, I, I've arrived. Those kind of Bridget Jones introductions, I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have kind of been hearing of your name for a while in the homeopathy circles. My work, work with Homeopathy UK and Royal London Hospital for Integrative Medicine. And I've, I've kind of heard your name pop up as the one to speak to. So I thought it would be great to get you on the show today. So before we get started about your journey and your background with homeopathy, I always ask the same question to begin the show with every guest, which is what have you done so far today to support your wellness? That's a great question. And I was thinking I was going to go for a lovely swim this morning. So that was my plan to go for a swim in the river. And I think my my day has been one of those. Um, I don't know if you know Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it has instead been like a Loving What Is morning. So so I've just finished cleaning the cat sick up. So <laughs> it's a bit of a flavour of the, the morning. Um, but we started, I think at about 3.40, my partner had, had stomach pain. So I was prescribing remedies for him then, which is actually thinking about you know using homeopathy in the home is is a great way you can instantly help things um so that was but then I was out with the dogs because they were unsettled and thought that obviously it was time for them to get up now so so I was really appreciating nature though so I took the dogs out the blackbirds were singing away there was owls calling so it was a really sort of you know yes I wasn't going to get the swim because of various other factors but actually it was a gorgeous um embracing what is morning so I've also had my cold shower and and the other really really exciting thing I've done this morning is I've set up and um, there's four of us that have um, co-founded a little group and we're working it's called harmonizing water and we do a three-minute meditation with holding the water I've got my water here with my crystals mm. in it um, and we're just focusing on love and unity and we've just been so aware of the kind of divisions in the world and there's so much um, divisiveness going on at the moment it feels so we really wanted to come together and offer some love to to the world and to anyone who wishes to join us so that we that takes place on a, a Tuesday morning at 9am and a Tuesday evening at 8pm and we just read a short invocation we meditate with our water together and it feels so gorgeous so I was was just um and then onto the cat sick, but <laughs> <laughs> that little balance of reality. And actually, you know, even doing those things like that is so much easier when you've had that sort of charging yourself almost. Um, so I real agree. battery moments this morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, the harmonizing I... water is divine. That's gorgeous. I love that. So where do you do that online? Is that it's online. something it's that anyone system. can join? Uh, anyone can join. Absolutely. What, so yeah. What are the details for that? Let us know. So it's harmonizing water weebly.com it's just okay. on a, a free weebly site at the minute that we've we've got the um the details and the zoom information is on there for both of the sessions so it's a really 
Beautiful. Well, it's just growing small group, but it's really we're really opening it up to more people are welcome to join us. So and then we we um, we take our water that's been blessed with our, our love and our uh, healing energies and we we put that wherever we like. So there's there's a reservoir near me. I sometimes put the water in or in the river. We water our plants. I scattered some around a friend's house the other day. She was having some trouble in time. So so just really and we drink it ourselves. So really share that water. Yeah. So this fits in really nicely with homeopathy. Can you explain how water holds energy and what kind of the meaning is of you doing the harmonizing of the water? So I would really love to be able to explain fully how, how the, the water holds that. And I've, I've been to several of the, the brilliant Homeopathy Research Institute um, conferences. And in the end, I've gone, gosh, you know, this is being researched by way cleverer people than me. I'm going to sit and wait for them to come back and tell me um, how this works. I see it working all the time. And I've really, I've, I've really got a very curious mind. I sort of want about four of me to be able to, to research <laughs> something and do it. And... I'm the same, yeah. <laughs> so much out there to discover so I mean I love the um the EZ water the easy water um theories that Gerald Pollock um has been looking at so he's really worth looking at with the fourth phase of water work that he's doing and he's one of those brilliant researchers who's so um I don't know he can he feels like he can communicate to the everyday person whereas some of these um amazing water researchers I, I'm sort of sat there going you know I have a, a basic degree of a bachelor's degree in science but I'm going I have no idea what you're talking about yeah. it's too complex for me so I'm doing a lot of trusting I guess that I know these people you know I will find these things out as and when they come but I am I tell you who is really worth looking at, and I, you're probably aware of already, but I don't know if everyone listening will be, is Masaru Emoto, the Japanese scientist. Do you know oh, yeah, he's done. There. There's been some YouTube videos that he did. Yes, with water, yeah, right? yeah. really beautiful videos. So he was meditating with the water and, um, and concentrating on different words. So love or um, I think he's got joy and gratitude. They've also got water that they've said prayers to and they've taken... Um, images of the water before and after those prayers were said and they're so striking so startling and incredibly beautiful so I think the message that I get from him is that we have to be careful and I forget all the time but we have to be careful what we're saying to ourselves because we're all water right. and we can really have this this beautiful harmony with with the substance that makes us um I think that's a bit of a, a roundabout answer there but that's my um so I, I so our work is is informed by the work of Masaru Emoto and um, Gerald Pollock and others of those who are seeing those water the water hold structures in a different way than I guess we're we're really aware of we don't we take it for granted a lot yeah and it fits so nicely in with homeopathy you'll have to excuse me I've had a bit of hay fever the last few days and I'm just my, I'm, I think I'm going to sneeze in a minute, so you'll just have to excuse me if I, if I sound a bit um, bunged up. Um, but in her, I mean, I, I remember um, Professor Luke Montagna speaking about um, water and the nanoparticles in water and him explaining how homeopathy works based on that. And he is a Nobel Prize winning scientist, the one that discovered AIDS, um, among many other things. Uh, some people oppose his work. Um, like with everything, like you say, there's divisiveness and everything. Uh, but essentially, you know, he he was speaking quite uh, extensively on on how water holds energy. So it's quite interesting. So let's go from there into um, how you got into homeopathy, and then we can really go into kind of how homeopathy itself works. Sure. So so my um, 
my plan was always to be a vet. I knew when I was seven, I was going to be a vet. So I was on this, this career path from seven through till 17 when, when I changed my mind. But before that, we'd got a horse who um, developed recurrent uveitis, which is conventionally an incurable eye disease. I've got that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was diagnosed <laughs> just after the JRA, the rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. Yeah, wow. very much connected. But yes, I've never known of a horse to have it. Yes, and it's, it's quite a few I've heard of with it, actually. Wow. And and um, so our journey went along the lines of, of she was having steroid injections into her eyelid every six weeks to keep it at bay. She was on anti-inflammatories, again, to hopefully keep the inflammation down. And it was when our vet said, well, you know, the next step is her liver's not responding very well to the, um, the anti-inflammatories. So what we might do is remove her eye. So that would cure it. Oh, oh. Oh, goodness. So, so I think for, for many people that um, discovery of homeopathy is from that sort of shock response of goodness, is that all there is sort right, of yeah. feeling? The last resort. So, yeah. So, so for us, my I was only um, 14 or 15 at the time. My mum wrote to a herbal company asking, you know, if they could recommend a herbal support for us. Um, they referred her to Chris Day, who's a, a really brilliant homeopathic vet in Oxfordshire. And he referred us to John Saxton, who was working in Leeds. So John came out, asked a series of, you know, really interesting, but not, not certain, you know, didn't make any sense to me back at the time. I was on my very, um, not necessarily narrow-minded, but very much on, on my path to this conventional yeah. world. Um, so asked lots of questions. He sent a remedy and, and it was one of those kind of... Um, bleak times so so in, in, I think the road was about a mile up to the, the stables that she was at so my dad was marching up there in the snow because the road was blocked at the time and she was having one tablet a day for five days and she she never had the uveitis ever again you know wow. that was the end of that so so that wasn't enough at that point in time to propel me on this journey to homeopathy but it was a really incredible start an incredible first exposure for me to have that and we were told conventionally she's in remission. Um, and I, I kind of, I don't know, I play now with the philosophy of, you know, is remission when something, you know, it never happened again. So was it cure? Was it remission? And, and almost does it matter? Right. So, so she lived a perfectly healthy life with her two beautiful, brilliant eyes. Oh, and wow. Yeah. So that was our first introduction. And then for myself later, I was doing, um, doing my A-levels and my granddad had died around around that time, which I was found was very close. It was, it was in quite a stressful time. I was working very hard and, um, and it was, I was sent to the homeopath. I, I ended up on beta blockers actually for the, the migraines at the time that I was experiencing, which is quite a lot of, of medication really for a 17 year old to be taking, I felt now looking back. Um, but we went to the homeopath and, and it's been a journey. It wasn't, you know, I'd love to always be able to say, you know, it works instantly. It's so oh, right. incredible, yeah, yeah. but it's a process, <laughs> isn't it? It's Absolutely. a journey and it's taken time, but those, you know, they're nowhere near like what they were. Rarely, rarely get them now. So, um, so yeah, really, that was my sort of personal introduction and then went off, studied my degree in psychology and neuroscience and then sort of gradually, it was one of those gradual processes and, and even while I was studying actually I'd sent off for information about studying homeopathy but you were recommended to be a little bit older so you'd got a bit of life experience I guess before you launched into Which this. Which makes sense. Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense, absolutely and so so kind of put it on a back burner and it was a little while later I came back from travelling in Australia 
in one of those, you know, not great relationships at the time and ended up in a real mess. I wouldn't leave the house. I was just in pieces. I would sort of go out with my parents, but really um, rock bottom self-confidence. And I think it was my mum one day just went, will you go back and see that homeopath? <laughs> and so then re-began my journey with homeopathy for myself. And it was a little while later, she went, oh, why, why aren't you studying homeopathy? I went, oh, yes. <laughs> I forgot that was where I was supposed to be. And it's just been like coming home. It's mm-hmm. been a really amazing, amazing adventure. Yeah. So that's yeah. Sort of my not very short explanation of, of how homeopathy came in my life. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. And that's amazing about your horse. It didn't work out like that for me. I lost the sight in my eye. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I don't have sight in my right eye anymore. But then... I um I went into remission after that. Thank God the the actual uveitis is gone now. A little bit too late, but uh, yeah, like sorry. you say, we learn from all these experiences. What's interesting about that that I love that that we definitely need to go into is when you do that with a horse. Surely that shows that homeopathy is not placebo. But how can anyone question it? Well, there is there is a school of thought questioning it that says the the owner was feeling better, so therefore the animal felt better. Right. But for me, that makes absolutely no logical sense because we'd been doing all of these far more. Um, and I think it's it's Alex Tournier who describes homeopathy as sort of not very. It's not you know it's not very dramatic. It's not like you're giving huge amounts of something. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just this tiny little thing, and and you're like, how can that do anything? You know, that's surely it's these injections and these painkillers every day. So really, I feel like you'd be more invested in thinking, well, that first option was going to work. So if that theory is so, you know, that the, the owners are now feeling better, that would be working before. So absolutely yeah. for me, I and think especially the if effect is gone. Especially if you're someone that wasn't aware of the merits of homeopathy before that, and you had assumed that the conventional side would work. And That's also, true. but even if that is true, that the owners felt better, therefore the animal felt better, then it proves that energy works. That's which proves that homeopathy works because it's all energy you know absolutely that's all we really that. are so. and I wish they would investigate those those things you know in that case you could go and look at the fact the owner feels better therefore the owner feels because that's an amazing amazing phenomenon right you know? well they have they have I mean lots of people have we know that everything that exists is energy oh absolutely, absolutely agree but I'm talking about the people who are, are denying it that they right. you know, then well, put yes. some energy into this because well, that's yes. an impressive thing but because absolutely. if they if they if they researched that and showed us that research, then they wouldn't make any money. So you know, why oh, would they do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you explain exactly how homeopathy works? So as I say, you know, in terms of exactly how it works, what I see now is is it's setting up um, a good environment for the body to be able to heal itself. So my take is that, you know, you can you can eat well, but it's not the food that's healing you, it's your body's doing its work. So, so as, as I see it, the remedy acts as a catalyst and sets up that um, positive space, perhaps, that the body can then start to heal itself from. And, and I explain it when I give talks to people about how almost the, you know, um, you know, we're almost like a car going up a hill and we get to to nearly the top and if we were to, to say bump start a car we'd be just starting at the very top we wouldn't keep pushing it all the way down so for me you know we're giving what we talk about is the minimum dose we're giving a small amount just to stimulate that body 
into that point to be able to start healing itself does that make sense absolutely yeah and and because what I love about homeopathy is that it treats the person not the disease as well right so how does it work in terms of the remedies themselves how are they chosen and uh what are they you know like for the person listening who this is brand new to what is a homeopathic remedy so it can be really pretty much anything I think there's over 4,000 different remedies at our disposal so so we either talk about them as as remedies or homeopathic medicines so I might do that interchangeably um but you know anything I'm looking at you know some rose quartz could be a remedy I have a patient doing really well with rose quartz for her supporting her in a really holistic way so um and then there's there's so many so many things so um you know, aloe vera is right next to me. I've got an aloe plant just here. That's a remedy that can often help really well with, with diarrhea for people. But again, you know, often we talk about, you know, arnica might help with bruising or hypericum might help with um, with fingers Christian at a door, that awful pain, that nerve pain. But often um, our remedies have much bigger pictures and it is it is a real process. So, so in terms of how I would select a remedy for somebody, it's really sitting with that person for generally an hour and a half to two hours I, I give an allocate for for a new consultation with somebody and I really want to get to know who you know who they are who is that person sat in front of me it's not just about what's your headache like it's about who is that person who has that headache and Hippocrates said I think um, you know it's more important to know the, um, the person who has the disease than the disease that has the person and yeah. very much that's you know homeopathic philosophy is is really grounded in that who is that person that has what's going on so we take a really thorough look at at the issues that's brought them into the consulting space because it's not very often people kind of bounce in completely healthy there's normally something that's that's got us a little bit stuck whether that's emotional mental physical even sort of spiritual stuckness you know it can be anywhere on those different planes and we're really just going to have a dialogue about who that person is and how how they do how they do life how they do challenges, you know, dreams, fears. There's so much that we take into account that, um, sorry, I've got these pinging things going on here. Um, So just, yeah, just really looking at who they are. And then we're going to take all that information and go away and analyze it, see what the the big themes that are coming through maybe are, see where where that person gets stuck. Because I notice we often get stuck in almost the same place. The same thing trips us up quite often. So if there's a pattern there, we want to see that. And then we've got, um, you know, brilliant tools at our disposal. We've got, you know, <laughs> I've got bookshelves full and full of books that I, I often reference and use. And we've also got things called computer repertories. And our repertory is a collection of um, what we call rubrics, which is maybe a symptom. And that's a collection of remedies that have that same symptom. So it could be, say, headache worse on the right. And then there's a collection of remedies that fit that. And then what we're often likely to do is cross match those remedies um, those different symptoms sorry and see what remedies come through strongly in that so we have that as a tool we have different tools um i'm a massive lover of the periodic table so the remedies from that and there's a gorgeous system that those remedies um there's a, a um, dutch homeopath called jan Scholten who's done a lot of work with categorizing them so that's really inspirational and really looks at the whole of life again so i can get quite geeky about the periodic table <laughs> <laughs> But using these systems and using things like our repertory, we can really come to a nice match of a remedy for that person. So um, that's where we start. And then I always say, you know, I, I recognise now I'm sort of 14 years into practice. Um, 
and I always want to understand a person fully at the first consultation. But I have really become aware I could be, you know, could be an incredibly arrogant trap to fall into, to think, you know, this afternoon I've got her, an 82-year-old lady that's coming to see me, to think I can understand the whole of her and right. her life in two hours is it sometimes takes time to really see and match that remedy really beautifully. But when you do, you know, there's nothing quite like it. I haven't found anything as exciting as as working with homeopathy, actually. it's Yeah, well, my experience with it has been the same throughout my life. Um, it's really been the one constant tool that's got me through a lot of, a lot, you know, illness over the years. So, and now I use it for everything. It's, you know, the, my first port of call in my what I call my daily wellness toolkit or my, you know, my family's home toolkit. That's the first thing that comes out if something's wrong. But so I will, we will get onto that using it kind of for the family and the everyday things that might crop up. But what are the most, uh, I guess, um, profound illnesses or conditions that you've managed to treat with homeopathy quite simply? You know, people have come to you with something maybe they've been suffering with for a long time or something very acute that seems serious. I've heard, you know, my homeopath has treated whooping cough very very effectively very very quickly in many a lot of people go to her specifically for for whooping cough so uh, what are some of the conditions that you've come across like that so there's been some amazing things really so one um one chap who springs to mind came and he he was had been told he needed to have an operation for tendonitis in his shoulder and he couldn't lift his shoulder and we you know worked together um looked at what remedy might fit him he went away took it and came back the next time waving his arm basically above his head and, and wow. said you know this is amazing there's no way I need an operation it's 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 sorted um so that was was really beautiful to see um I mean there's been there's so many things there was the lady who came and she's you know really happy for me to talk about her story she's so pleased about how it helped her but she um She'd had she'd suffered from headaches for forever. You know, she would sometimes take two hundred painkillers a month. Her headaches oh. were, you know, impacted everyone around her. You know, if she hadn't got paracetamol in a bag immediately, you know, everybody would be stressed in that kind of ripple effect. And she was a brilliant person in terms of the fact that she really didn't want to come and see me. She was determined she would not be there for two hours. She would be there for 20 minutes. She would be in that door, out that door, tell me I probably couldn't help her and she'd be gone. And she sat and she talked and we talked for two hours and we started a process of, of just working together. We still work together now for different things. And she was very... Um, methodical and analytical and she drew me graphs of how her painkiller use dropped down wow. sort of week by week and within I think it was within four to five months she was no longer having those headaches and they've remained pretty wow. much gone and so she'd had yeah years and years and the GPs had sort of said to her you know you're just somebody that gets headaches you just <laughs> get on with it and and she didn't but she didn't know any different so one of my big passions is is being able to share stories is because people don't know that there is right, this yeah. that could make a difference for them. Um, and I've just seen that somebody yesterday, her mum's saying she's so she's so pleased she's telling everybody. She said, everybody knows at my school, everybody knows at my college, everybody, you know, because her daughter's come to me and she's um, she was sleeping for probably about 20 hours a day. And now she's sleeping for nine to 10 hours a night, kind of getting up, doing things like a normal teenager, but was just in this state where she, you know they were seeing neurologists they they um she was still doing this sleeping excessive really no energy and she would get up and sort of you know 
be just counting down to get back to bed basically so really um and I was chatting yesterday and they said oh she'd gone out for a day trip and um and she'd set the alarm and they'd been off by half past eight and and they were talking about how different it would have been and they said in February she set an alarm to speak to a friend at 7 p.m thinking she might be awake by then but actually she slept through that and wasn't able to get up so so it's really huge potential and huge shifts can can definitely be seen so so I have a question about that. So the, these stories, especially the one with the headaches and this one with the sleeping, to me, it sounds like I would I would always first go to, OK, what's the root cause? What's happening there? Do you find the root cause or is homeopathy that powerful that you don't need to know it? But the homeopathy, when you find the right remedy, will just tackle the root cause. Is that how it works? I think it can be a real balance. So, so yeah, I think if you can find that root cause, then absolutely brilliant. But I think the body is speaking to us in symptoms. So the symptoms yeah. are our expression. You know, it can't say, do you know what? I'm really struggling with, with this situation going yeah. on. Um, and we just have to listen to almost the language of the body through the symptoms. So, so yes, sometimes you're able to, to know exactly what it was that, that started that. But even if you, you know that, so even if that was, um, say, a substance you took and, and, and that didn't respond well to your body, say a side effect from a medication or something um you don't always need to be you know maybe giving that medication impotency which is something we could do but if you can match who that person is a whole person and mm -hmm. give the remedy that matches that i think it's sometimes even more powerful would so, that be the constitutional remedy yeah the constitutional remedy yeah right. sort of hallowed constitutional yeah <laughs> and your constitutional yeah. remedy can change as you get older is that right I think it can. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think we go through, Yeah, we go through different phases in life and, and to think everything's static, then, then, you know, nothing's static, is it? Everything changes. Right, so, exactly. The yeah. universe is constantly expanding. We're part of the universe and we expand with it. Absolutely. And if we can find that remedy that best matches where that person is right now, and, and if that can be a really great remedy, it can, you know, it can last for years, but absolutely, it's not necessarily going to last forever. Yeah. Do you treat children? I do. So what are the kind of, because um, a lot of our, our listeners are, are parents of young, younger children. What are some of the most kind of profound things you've treated in children or ch childhood illnesses that have parents have come to you and it's been like a miracle? You know, people would see it as a miracle. I wouldn't. I would just see it as homeopathy. But, you know, they're kind of the everyday childhood illnesses that people struggle with. Yeah, so and it's funny because the number of people that do say, "Oh, it's like a miracle," you know, right? It's a yeah, really it's not a miracle. Thing. It's You're not just listening to your body and using <laughs> nature to heal it, which is what we've Absolutely. always done until Absolutely. the medical model came along and told us that that's not right. So. And we've got kind of detached from that. We, we, you know, I actually think there's miracles all the time. I think the sunrise is a miracle. You know, we oh just see God, the dew on the grass. It's it's just a beautiful experience to do all these things. So, um, so childhood things, I am. Um, I've had a mum text me this morning to tell me that they had to bring in the big guns for one of their children and it was the remedy that had saved him at Christmas. Mm. Um, so one, one little boy that I see, um, and again, all these cases that I'm sharing, people are happy to, to share because they know, um, well, both hypartal, it's been for them, but I you know, wouldn't be talking about cases that people aren't happy for, for you know, because lots of people are very confidential. So so yeah, anyway, he he'd um, they'd got a sickness bug in the house and he can sometimes go to this sort of just can't stop throwing up after a while. So and he'd had that at Christmas. He'd had he'd got overexcited around the whole Christmas, you know, it's an exciting time for kids, isn't it? And he'd brought um, the excitement seemed to have brought on a migraine for him. 
and migraine was something I treated him for in the past and he's done really well with a constitutional remedy for that um but this time the con you know they were treating that remedy and that wasn't helping other remedies weren't helping so we looked closer at what was going on and I actually delivered a remedy to the house and 10 minutes after I dropped the remedy off we were driving away and I got this message to say just just he's up and about the first time since Monday he's he's you know 10, 10 minutes later from that, I was getting a message to say he was eating, he was keeping water down and he hadn't been able to do that for days. So they'd been at a position where they'd rung the GP who'd said if he doesn't get better pretty soon, you know, he needs to come into hospital. And, you know, they, it was just before Christmas. They've got a big family. It wasn't what they were, how they wanted to spend Christmas for any of them. So thankfully, um, homeopathy was able to help him with the sickness wow. then and help him with the sickness last night as well. Um, so he's he's just great. So, so for him, migraine, also hay fever. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't <laughs> want the kids to be <laughs> ironic. Today. Yeah, I, do you know what? Because my homeopath treated hay fever in me years ago and it never came back never came back and this year the last few days I've really been suffering it and I have my own thoughts on that but I'm not going to go into it right now it's a bit controversial uh, but um yeah interesting so I, I'm actually seeing my homeopath on on Saturday so Brilliant. hopefully we'll get to the bottom of that and and fit but yeah it literally yeah. I took it one like one year and then the home the hay fever never came back until right Brilliant. now yeah. What but about things? things like, oh, gone. I was going to say things like molluscum as well can be just thuya, right? Thuya is just the well, it can be for for warts. Thuya is a big kind of wart remedy, but then there's sometimes it doesn't help. There's plenty of other wart remedies out there. That's the right. The, so it's a good starting point, but if right. that doesn't help, then you know, seeing a homeopath and looking at a bigger bigger picture. But thuya hasn't been the remedy I've given for any of my molluscum cases. How funny because it's. Yeah. Do you know what I see? There's a, a Facebook group for our local area, um, and it's there's like forty thousand mums on it or something and um every time someone mentions molluscum or verrucas no one ever talks about homeopathy on this group it's quite mainstream it's quite you know they're all asking for pediatricians and this and that but someone will always say thuya so it's really funny and my my, my sister-in-law actually treated my nephew for it very successfully he had it for a year and a half and nothing worked yeah obviously homeopathy was the last resort but it was the thing that worked um, but what I was going to ask, what about things like measles, chicken pox, like those sort of childhood illnesses? So I think it can be great for childhood illnesses and really support. So what we're really looking at is, again, it's that, it's that child and what's their symptoms? Who are they? How, how are they experiencing that? So, so we can be looking at, um, you know, so many things with that sort of viewpoint, really, mm. and looking at, you know, definitely helping I uh, when my daughter had chicken pox definitely helped her with the itching of that and mm. you know just getting through and, and being able to support her in a good space to do it because some of those childhood illnesses are so positive for us to have and experience right. aren't they I'm we so do glad you said gross. that yeah it's so important and, and and if you support the system through it then you're so much stronger for it afterwards which is Absolutely. why I have no fear of my children getting these things so yeah it's I love that and that, that's why I kind of put chicken pox and measles kind of in the same category because I think they're both they're both important like I said my, my homeopath treated whooping cough very successfully um what things have you treated your own you've got daughter right I have a daughter yeah yeah what sort of things has she come up with that you've treated her with that's been pretty successful so, and made you feel that it kind of empowered as a mother to be able to do this yeah, so so I I mean she has her own homeopath because I think I'm too close to be able to really because right. I'm just like that's who you are so so she so whereas that's somebody so else true. would go wow gosh they do what so yeah absolutely I think and also we have a view of our children like that's who you are but actually it's not always who they are they're, they're kind of they've got their own little thing going on yeah 
so it's really and I think it's also great for her to have her space and to have um, I'm a real believer in teams I really like to be on people's team I don't want mm. to be the sole practitioner for anyone I want them to have you know a GP yeah. I want them to have holistic therapists they want to work with and I want to be on that team so for me it's important that we have our own teams so I have my own homeopath I have a supervisor um, and my daughter has has her own homeopath she's had a therapist she's gone to in different times and she knows you know where to go with what but absolutely in terms of of being at home I mean the most impressive one was was when she um she had croup actually and I'd never seen croup before I'd I'd not seen any children having it I'd and I was like my goodness my child is struggling to breathe this is this is really hard scary scary to watch um and I was sort of I was one phone call away from from phoning an ambulance I thought I'm just going to quickly ring the homeopathic helpline which is a fantastic service oh it's amazing yeah they've been a godsend so many times and I was in that panicky place. I was being a mother, so I wasn't being a homeopath to this child. So I was like, I'm just going to ring these people quickly. And Francis Troyhurst, who's, who's an amazing... Oh, Francis uh, is brilliant. Yes, he, what a character. Absolutely. So, um, so he said... Um, you know have you got aconite what potency have you got and we'd got a high potency and gave it and within 10 minutes she was breathing entirely normally asleep content it was I mean we needed to repeat the remedy a couple of times but it was it was so dramatic it really was so it was um, that's probably my favorite favorite one but she has her own kit now so she takes her kit to school with her Wow. the way at school quite often um and she she has that so she rings up and sort of says oh this is going on mum can you help me so, <laughs> so probably the most recently is um oh she was feeling a bit lightheaded the other day she took some phosphorus to help help her with that um and she was also having period pains and sickness a while ago so she rang and said what can I take from the kit so we just did a mini mini phone consultation and and she got a couple of remedies to take away with us so I would like to just mention that any of the remedies I mentioned on this chat with you in, in association with with illnesses it's not necessarily the only remedy for yes. that and I know you know that and, and I'm just it's well no it's important for the program. listeners to understand mm. that it changes per, per you know but who's, who's the person, the person that? Yeah. absolutely so you might see 10 people with with a headache and you're going to give them 10 different remedies it's yeah. um it's so but I love how powerful that was especially about the croup because you know, I see, um, you know, for, for anyone listening now, just it's kind of just a bit of um, guidance or inspiration as to, you know, we don't have to go down the medical route every time, call the doctor, 111, steroids, because it goes down that road, you know, well, it's so bad. He's got croup twice, he's had croup three times. You better put him on steroids. You know, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Homeopathy should be the first port of call because it treats it from the root cause and it helps the body heal it from wherever it started from in the first place as opposed to suppressing it and I always try to encourage my friends we have to say most of my friends I'm very lucky most of my friends now are within my way of thinking and they'll always kind of start with with a natural option but I do still have some friends that will kind of you know go the one 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 route or you know and I'm just like just try homeopathy or call a homeopath or you know the problem is at that point and I think this is a really good point actually to put in here at this this point of the show is that you have to have a homeopath because you can't, if you're in the middle of croup and your child can't breathe, you know, when something's up with me or my kids, I'm texting my homeopath and she'll advise me if it's an acute situation, you can't always get there, right? But if you're in the middle of croup and you don't have a homeopath, you can't just, yes, you can call up the homeopathic helpline and it is amazing, but it's it's like you know like you say a team you've got a team behind you Mm -hmm. 
if you're doing anything in life, you're running a business, whatever it might be, you have to have a team to support the growth of that. And so having a homeopath that you can contact, and I always advise pregnant women who come to me to do that. See a homeopath before you have the baby, get the homeopath on board, allow them to know you, who you are, that when you have the baby, when things come up, you'll be able to have, you've already established that connection, that relationship, they know you, they know what to advise, as opposed to waiting until something goes wrong and you don't know who to contact. If you've got that homeopath on your team, you just almost have that peace of mind and that reassurance that you've got someone there backing your corner that's going to be able to advise you in the right way. And that's why I think it's so powerful when they're, I mean, thankfully my little one is, you know, pretty robust. My big one was not so much when he was a bit, I mean, he's I said my big one, he's only five and a half. <laughs> um, he, you know, he had a few things going on when he was little. And the first thing I always did was contact the homeopath. Mm. And, and, and I truly believe that that, because he doesn't eat well either. So I don't have the nutrition element with him to be able to kind of boost his body in that way. And I believe that it's how I treated the things that did come up that has allowed his immune system to mature now, regardless of the fact that his nutrition isn't great, much to my dismay. Oh, they're <laughs> always sent to push your buttons. Oh, and I really <laughs> are. <laughs> and I do think that five-year-old phase is, is kind of hard. No, they're definitely... You know, oh, no, he's, he's been like that since it, the beginning. He's, he's, okay. he's my challenge. <laughs> He's my amazing, wonderful, yeah. beautiful boy, but he is my challenge. When my daughter's a lot kind of, I don't know, she's just more easy to comprehend. She's just kind of, yeah, where he's he's a challenge with everything. Sent to teach you. He, is, he has been sent to teach me for sure, and he's taught yeah. me so much. And sometimes I have to take a step back and look at that and go, okay, what's he teaching me right now? Because he, he's a real challenge with every part of him, you know? Um Maybe There's a couple of, sorry, I just wanted to bring up a couple of points, if that's okay, yeah, yeah, from absolutely. what you just said. And, and one was that there's definitely a time and a place for that kind of one, one, one call. And even if that's all you've got yeah. at that point in time, then I think that's, you know, go with that and then contact sure. your homeopath yeah. or find a homeopath as soon as after. Um, and another is is a, a beautiful client of mine who who works in HR and, and now heads up their wellbeing team at, at their um, at her place of work. Um she talks and she she said ages ago, you know, after she'd got her homeopathy kit and her daughter was frequently in hospital with fevers until they started using homeopathy. And she um, she said basically every home needs one of these kits. Absolutely. Every home needs one of these, these, you know, either the 36 Helios kit or the 42 Ainsworth kit, you know, either one. Just go out and get a kit if you do nothing else from, from listening to this today. Yeah. She said, needs a kit and if every GP was trained in basic homeopathy you know the NHS would save a fortune and I absolutely agree and and definitely you know if you do nothing else treat yourself to a kit get one for for summer holidays or for Christmas but they're really well worth the investment yeah this is why it was very frustrating when we were campaigning to keep homeopathy on the NHS you know that homeopathy costs four four million pounds a year it's nothing it's a drop in the ocean to keep it on the nhs and people are seeing long-term uh you know relief from symptoms that otherwise they would have gone back and back and back and prescriptions and you know god knows what else so yeah, i've got about four kits <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me got too. My, i've got i started with the pet kit and I've, I've got the birthing kit i've got the uh the the helios kit i've got two helios kits and then i've got the ainsworth bigger kit as well but the, I think the, the smaller um, uh, Helios one is the one I take on holiday with me. So we've yes. always got those remedies, which I find so helpful. Which is great for that sunburn or that bee sting. Oh, or, you oh know, the you've sunburn. Got so when you've much. got sunburn, it instantly belladonna. It just like 
Yeah. Right down. Yeah. Amazing. So what about neurological disorders in children, ADD, ADHD, anything like that? Are you, do you treat that? Do you see that a lot? So you do. And I think we're seeing an increasing amount of things like ADD, ADHD. Um, so really what we're always doing, and I know I've said this earlier, and I know other homeopathic practitioners would say the same, and you'll know the same. We're always looking at who that person is and what those symptoms are mm. all about. So absolutely. You know, and if that um, the cause from that may have been a shock, it may have seen something else. It may have been um, a reaction to a medication, something like that. We, we don't know where the cause is necessarily when we start but we can still look at treating that whole person as um in our holistic way basically so and you can really see some some wonderful success so definitely you can have kids who are, are concentrating better who are more able to focus who um who are you know i've, I've one child that the child i mentioned actually he um he would would um would be overstimulated by things and would be be pacing the house for maybe a couple of hours at a time. So um, the, the little chat with the migraines. So he, he would pace and pace for hours if he'd been seeing something, maybe like a Star Wars film or something quite dramatic mm. and processing that. And after, um, after treating him for a short amount of time, he would pace maybe for a minute or two, but not for the hours that he was doing before. So you can really see some beautiful shifts working with that whole person. So it really is no different in lots of ways, whether it's yeah. a neurological disorder or it's a digestive disorder. We put these labels, don't we? Right, it's so in true. Our it's modern just... world on, on it's this, this, it's this yeah. area that's affected. But actually, you know, and more and more we're seeing, you know, the, the, the gut and the, the brain connection. Yeah. We're seeing so many, we're so beautifully interrelated I think maybe the Chinese medicine way of, of studying the body is is possibly um possibly more um more in tune with how we are maybe than yeah. our, our kind of western uh, reductionist model really so so but absolutely in answer to your question and there is some wonderful research going on around um homeopathy in in um working with kids who have adhd so there's a lot to be a lot to be watching out for i think yeah, there's going to yeah. be some amazing research burst onto the scene in the next couple of years we're going to really see um because like earlier you know we're talking about the theories of how it works there's several theories we haven't got one fixed this is exactly how xyz yeah. um but i think we'll see a lot more of that as well so stay tuned for the research and regardless of the research, I've seen it myself. Oh, absolutely. Neurological disorders, yes. how much it's helped and, and what difference. I mean, you know, parents with really difficult situations that are, you know, the child is suffering, the parents suffering and, you know, the whole family is suffering because of these, these things yeah. that, you know, just impact the whole family. And then the child is able to kind of become themselves again. And it's magical. It does. And even in, in even in instances that are less dramatic than maybe a, a, a neurological diagnosis, you know, I had one little girl come who'd not slept properly for, for seven or eight years and she would be up seven or eight times every night and, and you know, Sounds going like my kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it was impacting on the whole family. And it was yeah. only when, she, when they started using homeopathy that she went, gosh, we've had a few like really good night's sleep. And actually we're seeing the difference, the whole, everybody's more cheerful, everybody's happier in the whole family space. So, so working with that one person can really ripple out and affect, mm. you know, everybody in that space really. So, and often what you do see, you know, working with kids is that the, the children will come and then the mum will come and then the dad will come and you'll end up treating the whole family, which is a really beautiful, it's a privilege to be able to, to make that difference. Yeah. And do that. So what about emotional issues? Um, you know, someone suffering emotionally following a trauma or loss or something like that. Do you treat, is homeopathy able to treat stuff like that? Absolutely. So yeah, 
I know it's great for shock, isn't it? Great for shock, but mm. also things like um, PTSD. You know, I've, I've, mm. um, I've a wonderful woman who's who's got um, complex PTSD who's doing amazingly well with homeopathy. So it's definitely mm. it's not, and, and it's funny how some people sort of go, "Well, gosh, homeopathy is just for the emotional," and and someone else will say, "Well, homeopathy is what's well, great. It's just for the physical things." But actually, it's this beautiful interplay of both, and you're seeing. You know, I'm seeing a lot of anxiety at the minute around. So a lot of people coming with anxiety around, you know, kids with anxiety, kids struggling with school, having gone back mm. into school, kids struggling with maybe even some of the measures that they, you know, they're not able to communicate fully with, with the masks or, you know, so there's lots of different um, anxieties. It feels a very fearful place out there at the minute for our teenagers and kids. So so definitely um, anxiety, depression, you know, and it can be beautiful. Um, you know, when lady who's again she's she's um you know happy for me to talk about it she's made a beautiful video which is on the website um and she was was taking um taking the maximum dose that they were happy to give off um of antidepressants they wanted to add in a beta blocker because her anxiety was rising and she just sort of got to that point I think she'd sort of said enough's enough and I remember this conversation and and how hard it was for her to to speak to somebody about all of these things and and we started working together and you know within a matter well within a month or so she was there was no need for the anti um for the yeah. beta blocker and gradually you know off the antidepressants and just doing doing really brilliantly wow. it's really beautiful That's so amazing. just because we've had this diagnosis or this symptom or, or whatever for a long time doesn't mean that trying something different isn't going to be you know almost freedom from yeah yeah absolutely so for the person listening who's really interested and thinking well this sounds great what's the best place to start so I think the find a homeopath website is a fantastic resource so it's Mm -hmm. it's recently been it's had a bit of a facelift it's really really beautiful um so that's a really good space to start to learn some basic information about homeopathy the the four homeopathy group has a whole load of um of YouTube videos that you can just start to learn little bits from different practitioners around the world. Actually, they've got some really, really brilliant videos on there. But to find your own homeopath, to go to the website, findahomeopath.org and have a look for practitioners in your area, might be you have a chat with several of them. You know, I'm always really happy to to chat to people who are interested, but might not use me as a practitioner because it's really important Mm -hmm. that we have, we're working with somebody that we we trust really I think yeah. it's the biggie isn't it so yeah. um so have, you know chat to a couple of people find somebody and lots of people are working online now so there's not really even that um that physical barrier of location yeah. so it's working you know my practice has been all online since the beginning of the pandemic mm. I did a lot online before but it's working brilliantly it's working really well so so yeah even kids you know working with kids online they, they do great yeah. um so those are yeah those are probably where I would go and start beautiful I love how passionate you are about homeopathy and about you know sharing you know the merits of homeopathy about promoting homeopathy so you know thank you for all that work you do it's really it's really appreciated thank you thank you for all you're doing because you're an incredible voice of, of of wellness out there for everyone and just just living it isn't it you're really living that proof of you know like you say you know the research will come the research whatever you're you're doing you know homeopathy is is beautifully shining through as as you work yeah I think it it is all about you know using the experience we've had and to show that you know kind of a whole person approach to to healing is really the only long-term solution which is what I try to promote 
So at the end, we do uh, All About You, where I'm going to ask you a series of quickfire questions. And it's just a little bit of fun to help the listener get, get to know you a little bit better. So I always the first one's always the same for everyone, which is fill in the blank. Wellness is... So I've been musing over this for a while and I think it's the freedom to make choices. So so we're able to choose to swim, to run and, and really it is to do things to the best of our ability, I think. So so to take care of you know this body the, the best you can, really. So so and we're all starting from different positions. So I don't want anyone that's listening to be thinking, my goodness, but I can't swim. You know, it's, it's about doing the best for you yeah. in that space. So the freedom we can. So there's a brilliant quote I love. Jim Rohn says, take care oh, of Jim your body. Yeah, yeah, take care of the body. It's it's your only place you have to live. So it really is that nourishing and, and that freedom to make good choices, I think, is is wellness for me. Yeah. One fundamental change needed in the healthcare system. Well, that's a big one, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So for me, that's about integrating. So integrate more. And it does seem to be a little bit like we're going in the opposite direction. But it feels also like people are demanding choices and people are are starting to look outside of that narrative. There's nothing else you can do. So I think integrating more. And there's so much we could help patients, you know, by working together instead of, of having this separation. A book that changed your life. So that's, again, it's a really hard question because I've been reading so many books this year. It's been a book. a <laughs> I've been doing a year of discovery and one of my things is reading inspirational books, but mm. I've particularly enjoyed Wim Hof. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So really, I'm really loving that and really, really embracing how he's done that inner journey. So I read that similar time to reading Tim Peake's The Astronaut's book. Yeah. And it was so different because it was this outer journey and this inner journey. And there was it was really fascinating reading them a similar time. But Wim Hof, I would have to put up there. I've read a few others as well. Can I mention a couple more? Sure. Why not? Thank There's no you. rules here. It's not Desert <laughs> Island Disc. <death. laughs> <laughs> so I listened to um, Sherzad, I think his surname's Carmine. He did a talk with Action for Happiness on positive intelligence. And I subsequently bought his book, which is brilliant. And he talks about the sabot- internal saboteurs we all have mm-hmm. and also the sage questions we can ask ourselves to move out of those difficult positions. So he's, I found his work really, really insightful, really, really enjoyed that. And also Mark Manson's Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Yeah. Swear on your podcast. But, um, you can swear, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, again, that's a book I wish I'd read 20 years ago. It's um, really, for me, just about getting out of your own way and getting on with it. So, and I like that concept a lot yeah I'm yet to read that one but Wim Hof is amazing and I do his breathing every day are you in the shower yet are you doing the cold showers I keep saying you know what most guests I have on are talking about how they start their day with a cold shower my husband's been doing it for a year and it is my the one I say the last thing we're constantly evolving and learning and there will be other things but at the moment it feels like the last thing that I'm yet to embrace because I have spent my life being a cold person and I know, I mean, you know, I do NLP and I do all this kind of mindset reprogramming with clients. So I, I, I'm perfectly aware of the fact it's a story I'm telling myself. Um, but, you know, I've had, I don't know, I just went, my body when I'm in the cold shuts down, literally shuts down. Like it doesn't operate because I had some nerve issues. Not, I'm just, I'm still not there. I'm going to get there because I know I'm fully aware that these are all stories I'm telling myself that I can overcome. So it's one of the things that I'm working towards. I'm not yet doing the cold showers, but I do his breathing. I do the 10 minute breathing every day. Brilliant. And I just, you know, that just, yeah, my, me and my husband do it together. And I do it, I always do it if I'm working and if I'm teaching at night, I teach on a Thursday night and when I finish, it's like 9.30. It's quite, you know, I've been on, because it, 
other than teaching if I'm on the computer at night I wear my blue blocking glasses mm. obviously when I'm teaching it would distract them if I'm wearing these big red glasses so I don't <laughs> so I make sure that I do the breathing afterwards to kind of calm those brainwave states and yeah so that's great okay the last... I was always, just lastly sorry I keep jumping in but I was that's such fine. a cold person I used to have at primary school I remember my fingers would go white I'd be like goodness what's going on here it's mm. so cold and I started open water swimming in 2012 and I honestly think between that and homeopathy it's made a huge difference and I'm a lot warmer than I ever was and now when I go when I go swim in the river might only be say 12 degrees but I'll be warm for the rest of the day it's it's amazing actually so and I reckon that's probably changing your constitution then isn't it so your Mm. constitutional remedy therefore changes because you've gone from being because one of the things in my constitutional remedies the question is always are you a warm girl you know do you get cold extremities all of that and it's always yes 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 so I guess if that's changing that changes your constitution it could do, but actually, I, I feel our constitution is so much bigger, you know, so yeah. much how do you experience life. And, and But those things definitely are taken into account, so yeah. so quite possibly. But absolutely, I've definitely noticed being warmer since, since swimming. Interesting, um, I have to get started on it, I really do. <laughs> I did used to stand in the shower and go, you are not going to die. I had to tell myself, you know, I really yeah. it did feel that dramatic that I was going, this is going to be okay, I'm going to get through this. And so it was, it was a real barrier. Yeah, I just do. keep thinking so many people are doing it there's no reason why I can't there's nothing special about me you know I've overcome a lot worse (laughs) than a cold shower but that's like a choice it's like why am I gonna put my nervous system through that right now (laughs) you know but I'm gonna do it I'm gonna let you know when I do it yeah I can't wait (laughs) so the last question is the best parenting advice you've ever had well that's yeah interesting I think this was something it was a little nugget of truth that somebody shared it wasn't so much parenting advice but somebody telling me that if you can't remember if you're not going to remember something in a year it's not worth getting upset about so that kind of spilt milk or being late or or just helps keep you centered in that moment but my dad has advice and I do have a really feisty child um she's she's beautifully brilliant in terms of she she knows what she wants and she's going for it I think it's it's wonderful the world is getting this woman who knows you know child woman later who's going to know who she is and what she wants but for me it's hard at times to parent so my dad did say years ago you know pick your battles you're not going to be able to challenge everything and cope with you know just just work out the important stuff so I guess they're both a bit like don't sweat the small stuff aren't they yeah so important I love that Um, thank you so much for being here we will put all your details and all the things you've spoken about in the show notes so people can have access to all of that as well as obviously your website and everything is there anything else you'd like to let people know about before you go something you're doing something you're creating so I'm loving the laughter yoga that's a yeah. really that's that's my sort of free contribution to our teacher Dr Madan Kataria talked about we have a pandemic of anxiety to come and that laughter can help with that so I'll send you the links to the laughter yoga stuff it's just on the website anyway but if anybody wants to join in with that they're very much welcome it's a small group we just laugh a couple of times a week but it's been a really empowering process to to actually do laughter as an exercise instead of yeah. working naturally so that's one thing I think the other is is the homeopathic journey has just been so incredible for me. So really th- huge, huge thank you to you for letting me share it here. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if anybody's got any interest in, in exploring that, then definitely listen to your gut and dive in and, and find a homeopath and, and just amazing things can happen. Yeah, I agree. Beautiful sentiment to end on. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This episode of Reconditioned was brought to you with support by London's leading biological dentistry clinic, 
The Indu Clinic in Harley Street, a one-of-a-kind clinic that combines biological dentistry with functional medicine to optimize not only your dental health, but your general well-being. Using practices such as safe mercury removal, removal of root canals and hidden infections, treatment of inflammation, treatment of cavitations, and much more. Visit nduclinic.com and receive 10% off your initial consultation and any scans or hygienist appointment by letting them know you came through Lauren on the Reconditioned podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Recondition today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.